Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday morning. Good old hump day is upon us once again. And of course, it's an old rainy day out there. And uh, I know some people are happy about the rain. I, I personally don't care a whole lot for it. I know it's needed, but uh, when it rains, that to me equals mowing and uh, something I dreadfully hate with every fiber of my being. I like it so dry and hot and warm out there that when you walk on the grass, it crunches. That way I don't have to mow. So, but uh, for those who like the rain and need the rain, more power to you and uh, glad you're getting what you're wanting. So that's, I guess that's all that matters. But uh, anyway, hope everybody's doing well today and having a great day. Again, after all, it is hump day. And uh, and also as a reminder, be sure and attend church uh, this evening, whether uh, you go to Fountain Life Bible Church or whatever your home church is at, if they have Wednesday night services, well, you need to go. You need to go and get that midweek refueling and to uh, so you can carry on through the rest of the week. And if you have a home church and say they no longer do uh, evening services on Sunday and Wednesday, come out and visit us at Fountain Life Bible Church. It is, uh, uh, you're not, don't feel like you're being disloyal or cheating on your church by no means, but if you'd like to come. And the main thing is, you know, it's sad that you see so many churches and pastors in competition with each other, but if we just all come together, man, the main thing is, is we're just trying to usher souls into heaven. We want to see the lost saved. We want to see the 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 saved grow and uh, that's what that's what it's about you know and uh, where you go and attend is not going to get you into heaven but what you're being taught and uh, how that you've accepted Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior that's how you're getting into heaven and so make sure you have your heart right with Jesus and as long as you're going somewhere where you're growing and learning and that's what it's about and uh, you know uh, I always want to invite everybody out to our church. I ain't saying this for everybody, but you have to go where you're growing and learning and getting fed and spiritually, and that's what is important. So I encourage you if you have uh, to definitely attend church. We don't want to neglect those evening services. It's so easy to just come on Sunday morning alone, and you know we, we a lot of people just don't think Sunday night Wednesday nights are important, but it's very much so important. And so that's why I can't emphasize enough. And what I like about it, it it's more in an intimate setting and more of a Bible study. And to me, I feel like in a way you can kind of uh, learn and glean more from those teachings than uh, on Sunday mornings in certain in certain respects. So uh, be sure and do that. So uh, this morning, we're going to look at John 16, verse 13. So if you have your Bibles handy, of course, I always recommend you uh, get those Bibles and uh so that you can read along and uh, be take part of this to reflect, go back, read, and all that good stuff. But uh, John 16, 13 says, How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And that's uh, uh, something my dad has always said uh, many, many times is uh, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, it is um, what we're discussing here, obviously, is um, the Holy Spirit, or at least I hope it's obvious. It may not be. Uh, but, um, you know, yesterday I kind of hit on that a little bit, talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about that paraclete, talking about that helper. But if you look at this third person of the Trinity, if you're looking at the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, we see the many roles in which the Holy Spirit uh, works. Uh, the Holy Spirit, of course, uh, was is an author uh, because when God's Word was written, remember, it was God breathed, that Holy Spirit uh, filled those writers. 
they were able to use their personalities. They weren't just some automaton, robotic people, but God word, that's what that means, that it's inspired, inerrant, infallible, efficient, sufficient word of God. It is without error because it is God-breathed, that Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, it, it, and so we see, you know, it's so frustrating when you hear people say, well, it's just written by men. Well, Obviously, I mean, so was your history book, but the difference, you know, so we're to neglect it because a man wrote it. Obviously, God used these individuals uh, to write God's word, and it's far more superior than any book in the world uh, because it is, I like the, the acronym, uh, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. That's what Bible stands for. The B-I-B-I-L-E, that is the gut word for me. I stand upon the word of God, and, and so... And I can't remember the words of that song, but I remember singing it as a child. But, uh, you know, but it is important. And we understand where the Holy Spirit worked on that. And as I was talking about yesterday, Holy Spirit is a comforter. And, um, and we see that, you know, the, the disciples uh, were having a lot of anxiety uh, when Jesus, who was walked with them and brought them that comfort, brought them that peace when he was ascending, uh, they were uh, probably had some high anxiety, but God, uh, Jesus revealed to them that they would not be alone and that, that he would send that helper, he would send that comforter, that parakletos, that Holy Spirit to be with him. And when he ascended, of course, instead of being sad, they were joyful and worshiped and with great joy uh, in the temples because they were what was revealed to them, what Jesus Christ had, had actually done and freed them uh, from uh, the wages of sin and death. And so, you know, we see that as a comforter. We see the Holy Spirit as a convictor. And uh, see, the Holy Spirit is what convicts us of our sins. And Lord willing, that's what I plan on uh, uh, preaching on uh, Sunday morning, is uh, talking about guilt. And uh, guilt can either drive you away from church, or sometimes guilt can drive you towards Jesus. But we, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get in all that this morning. But the Holy Spirit is what convicts us. When we mess up, when we screw up, we understand the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins. What we're doing is wrong and tries to redirect us on that right path that we need to be on. And we need that guidance. You know, just, you know, uh, we need that accountability. And that helps us to stay on the right track and right path. If there's no conviction of sin, then it makes you wonder, is, is my heart truly right with the Lord? In fact, I remember many years ago, I talked to an individual that uh, had no qualms of, cheating on their spouse, had no problems uh, uh, sleeping around, uh, said they felt no uh, remorse, no conviction whatsoever, but claimed to be a Christian. And uh, I, I told them then that that is, uh, you need to really uh, take your spiritual pull. Something's not right there. If there's no conviction of sin, Something is uh, something is far wrong uh, with that kind of thinking, and that the Holy Spirit is our guide. Uh, you know, He guides us in the right direction uh, in, in our in our paths of righteousness. You know, I think it is. Um, I want to say Jeremiah sixteen nine. I want to say is uh, that a, a man can uh, plan his ways, but God directs his steps, and that's just it. We can pray about certain situations, but we ultimately need that guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need to pray for that wisdom, that discernment, to make sure we're going in that right direction. And of course, you've heard me say this many times before, and of course, I heard this from my own father, that when one way to know that if something is uh, God's will, is if you have a peace about it, is it biblical, and does it stay on your mind? Now, sometimes it may not be that cut and dry. You know, you may have a peace about it, but you're still anxious at the same time. You you know, it's it just like, you know, we're, we're thinking about selling our home, and of course, uh, the anxiety levels here at the house are, are pretty high, and, uh, uh, and it's something we're really having to pray about, but uh, it's just that, um, 
understanding that we need to seek God in prayer. And I think that in order to seek God's God, seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we need to spend quality time in prayer. I think we live in such an instantaneous world. Our food's heated up that quick in our microwave. We go to a drive through restaurant. We go, we, everything's instant, instant, instant. You go to your, uh, you know, used to, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm at the age now where I'm so old. I remember uh, having to, uh, uh, look up uh, books uh, to find in a library to study with. Now everything's at your fingertips. All you do is Google or Yahoo, and it's right there. I mean, there's no, uh, no, no searching uh, for anything. And uh, so, uh, it makes me wonder if these kids even know how to use a card catalog. If that's even being taught anymore. If there's even a need, I don't know. But, uh, uh, but we expect everything instantaneously. And I think when we go to God in prayer, we expect an instant answer. And it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes God wants us to uh, spend that time, quality time really seeking him out, seeking out his guidance in a direction we're, we're, we're thinking about going. And sometimes God may say, no, that is not the direction you're to go in. We, I want you to go in this direction. And uh, But that takes through a lot of prayer and discernment. If you're if somebody's make, trying to make you make a snap decision, realize that's not of God. God doesn't make you make snap decisions. You, he wants you to, to sleep on it, pray about it, think on it. And uh, so if you're put in that position, you better really think long and hard and really pray for that discernment if that's God's will in that particular situation. But we also, as we're reading here, that the Holy Spirit is a revealer of truth. You know, a lot of people, you know, I think people get frustrated uh, when we witness, when we minister to someone we know isn't saved, and, uh, uh, you know, we don't seem like we're, we're yielding any fruit, if you will, and we're not seeing any result, and we wonder if what we're doing is, is working. And uh, particularly as a pastor, it's difficult sometimes to know when you're up there speaking, am I reaching these people? Am I helping the saved to grow? Am I reaching someone that's lost? It's, it, you know, it's hard to say. Or you've talked to someone about Jesus Christ, and they go to another church to get saved, and, and you're thinking, well, you know, but that's just it. We are to plant that seed. That's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We plant the seed. God, <clears throat> excuse me, is that revealer of truth. He, the Holy Spirit has to touch the hearts and minds illuminate that for them to, to understand and receive the truth of the gospel. And that's one thing that, uh, so don't get discouraged if you've witnessed, but then somebody else leads them to the Lord, thinking, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. You did what you were supposed to, and you planted that seed, but it took someone else to water it, cultivate it, and get them to where they, or God used them to get them to where they need to be. And so that's just it. We can't force anybody to be saved. All we can do is tell others about Jesus Christ, give it over to God, and let it go. And I think that sometimes it's hard to do is just to let go. We're, we can't make people get saved. All we can do is give the, the preach the truth of the gospel and uh, plant those seeds and, and hope and pray the Holy Spirit, that revealer of truth, will open their hearts and minds and they'll come to know Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior before it is too late. And I, and I think that that's what we're seeing. You know, we're in the last days. And that's what this, this verse, uh, if, you, if you study this verse, is alluding to as well as in the last days, there'll be a great falling away. There'll be, uh, in fact, if you want to bring this back up again, let me bring it, bring it back over here again. Um, is that, uh, hold on here, yeah, let me, uh, I'm gonna get, uh, get a little fancy on you here, and uh, let's see here, do this, and then we're going to do this, there we go, now, uh, just so you can still see my pretty face while I'm reading this, but it says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak for himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall be speak and said, he will show them the things to come. You see, that's the point of, of this last part here that I'm getting at, show you the things to come. Because we see that in the last days, there is going to be a great fall. Whoa, hit the wrong thing here. Be a great falling away. 
And um, what in the world is going on with my... There we go. Okay. Sorry about it. For those uh, who are uh, later on, I'll be stripping the audio and putting it on podcast so they can't see what I'm doing. But what it is, I'm uh, fooling around this program on my iPad here. That's why it gets a little, I sound a little weird. But anyway, in the last stage, we're going to see that great falling away. And uh, I think that's why we're seeing so many churches where the attendance is so low. We're seeing churches close. We're seeing such close-mindedness uh, of those in regards to the uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ that people just refuse to hear it. Uh, you know, you, you look at, there's so many angry people in this world. And it's on both sides of the aisle, conservative, liberal, whatever you identify yourself with, independent. But when I was watching this uh, this mob attack in, um, I think it was, it was in Minnesota, where uh, Trump was giving his uh, uh, one of his... Uh, election speeches, whatever, and they were literally physically attacking Trump supporters, spitting on them, hit, you know, sucker punching them and, and attacking them. You see such hate and, and vileness. Uh, you can't help but see that we are in the last days because they, those same people, they hate us as Christians for what we stand for. They hate the, the truth in which we cling to. They hate those things and don't think that it will be limited to just those who are in support of our president. They will also, and at some point in time, they're going to start going after Christians because we're looked at hate mongers, judgmental, homophobes. Uh, you know, all we're not free thinkers. We, you know, that's they think that we are the enemy, and in and in sense, they're right. We are enemy to those in the world. We are enemy to the Satan. We are enemies to those because we are not of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven for those of us who are saved. That's where our citizenship lies, and so that's why those in the world cannot understand us. And we see in this verse talking about the things to come that we'll see that great falling away and one day uh, this earth will be burned up and a new heaven a new earth will be formed and so we that's what this is alluding to and that's that we're talking about the holy spirit but the holy spirit is a revealer the revealer of truth so that we can understand those things are to come and why we're dealing with those things in the present you know that's uh, when we read as, as i was uh, preaching and speaking on this uh, sunday evening talking about the ascension uh, that uh, said to talk about how uh, God revealed those things to them because uh, they didn't fully understand exactly what was going on in regards when Jesus was talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. They didn't fully understand that. And when you see that, uh, that, that to reveal that, it's just like Elisha when uh, he was uh, surrounded by angels in the chariot of fire and his servant, uh, when his eyes were illuminated, he was able to see those things. Just like Stephen, when he was being stoned, those things were revealed to him. He could see into heaven. So as Christians, the Holy Spirit reveals those things to us, those truths, so we can understand what is going on today and what we're to look for forward to into the future. So you see that third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is a, it has, has a great many roles to assist us and help us in our spiritual journey as Christians. And, um, you know, it's sad that there are cults and that there are false religions that do not believe in the Trinity. I think that's one way that God can um, help us have that discernment if, we're, uh, if people are drawing us into a direction we shouldn't go in. If you're in a cult or a church, or uh, any belief system that does not believe in the deity of Jesus Christ, does not believe in the Trinity, you need to run as fast as you can and get away from them because what they are teaching is pure heresy and it is wrong. And so we need to, you need to make sure that wherever you go to church, wherever that you are trying to worship, that the cornerstone, the foundation of our beliefs are there because if anybody's monkeying with that cornerstone of the, of, of the Trinity, the deity, the virgin birth, all those things, if that is being screwed around with, you know you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, and so uh, we need to get out of there 
and hightail it to someone who's teaching the full gospel. And I think you know, that's one thing that so many are hungry for is the truth of the gospel, that uh, that revealer of the truth, the Holy Spirit. They want, and that's what I pray as a pastor, the Holy Spirit to fill me to speak the truth. It, the truth may not always be popular. Most times it's not popular. There are things the Lord lays in my heart to speak about that I, is not comfortable. It's not something I like to speak about, but I must speak the truth. And there's so many weak need uh, spineless pastors out there who refuse to speak the truth because they're scared of offending. And remember, as I've said this before, and Paul spoke of this, not just my ideas, is that the Apostle Paul talked about how the cross itself is offensive. Why? Because as the Holy Spirit it works, is a convictor of sin. And when they see that conviction, it offends them because then they have to take a hard look at their lifestyle and realize it needs changing. And that's why I tell people who are baby Christians, hello, Dr. Uh, Mr. Keller, sorry, are you Dr. Keller? Uh, Mr. Keller, um, you know, there's, that's why I worry about baby Christians is it's so easy, they're in such a vulnerable state uh, that it's so easy to continue to hang out with those people they shouldn't, those old people, those old friends who are still in the world, and it's so easy for them to pull them in the wrong direction. And uh, just, uh, of course, you've heard the illustration. In fact, I think Dad used it just the other day. If, if say, if I was standing on a table and, and someone was on the ground and, uh, and, and it'd be a whole lot easier for them to pull me down than sort of pull them up. And that's why we have to be so careful who we are friends with. You can be friends with those of the world, but we can't have close, uh, intimate relationships with those of the world because they will pull you down. And that's why they find the cross offensive. That's why the Holy Spirit convicts of sin. That's why people can't stand the thoughts of talking about God, hearing about Jesus, talking about their death resurrection death burial and resurrection of jesus christ they don't want to hear those things because it brings them under that conviction but if you uh when you get a chance uh, really study on this verse in john 16 13 and uh, understand the, the the roles of the holy spirit and uh and how it is used to spur on our spiritual walk as christians and um good morning miss and so for those who are just tuning in like I say now when I'm doing these live devotions with the program that I'm using, I cannot see who's watching and who isn't. So uh, uh, unless you respond, as Mr. Keller and Mrs. Sop have, that's the only way I, I see any kind of interaction. And so for the, if you're just now tuning in, uh, our, our topic of discussion this morning is the Holy Spirit and talking about John 16, 13. And, uh, and so you can see these verses here uh, as uh, uh, down here in the lower right corner of the screen. Uh, so talking about how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So that's that's the verse that we are focusing on this morning. Good morning, Miss Miller. And uh, so go back and read that, highlight that, and so that you can uh, understand exactly what we're referring to. Because what we're, if you're just not tuning in, we're just talking about how the Holy Spirit is a revealer of truth, a convictor of sin, is the comforter, uh, is all that, good morning, Miss Crystal, uh, is that comforter, the parakletos, uh, that comforter uh, that was sent to us. And as I was talking about at the very beginning of this, that the disciples were in high anxiety when Jesus was ascending, but the Holy Spirit was sent to bring you that comforter, and that same comforter is the one that comforts and counsels us and helps us as the Holy Spirit that wrote the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit that, that works in so many ways throughout our lives. And that's a great thing that we're never alone. We are never alone. Uh, and that Jesus, even though he's ascended into heaven, he sits at the right hand of the Father. You know, and it, you have to realize that Jesus don't want to just sit there all day long just staring out. Just like any king, he's going to walk around his kingdom.
In fact, Revelation 4, I want to say, talks about the golden candlesticks once Jesus walks around. And so he, he's, he's there in heaven. And when he did that ascension, as I was referring to on Sunday, he was showing that those of us who are saved, we will also join him in heaven. But when he ascended, that's why he sent us the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to bring us under that conviction of sin, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. We have that Holy Spirit with us. So we were never, ever alone. As Christians, as children of God, joint heirs to the throne, we are never alone. And that's a great thing for someone like me that uh, in years past, I've battled loneliness before I met my wife. It was uh, a battle, it was one of the, unless you've experienced uh, you can be lonely and be in a crowd full of people, but it's, so it's not being, sometimes it doesn't mean literally being physically alone to battle loneliness. And it is a horribly depressing and uh, high anxiety filled place to be when you're dealing with loneliness. And realize that when you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you're never alone. And that's that Holy Spirit that is sent to us to comfort us and counsel us and to lead us and to guide us in the right direction. So let's take great hope in that, take great joy in the fact that Jesus helps us in so many ways. You know, it's just an awesome thing to know that not only did Jesus uh, was beaten for us, nailed to a cross for us, died for us, rose from the grave for us, ascended into heaven to atone for our sins. Not only did he did all those things, but he shows grace upon us. He shows great forgiveness uh, for the sins that we commit each and every day, the sins of the past, sins of the future. He forgives and loves us that much more and doesn't hold over our head. But on top of that, on top of all that, he sends the Holy Spirit to comfort and counsel us and guide us and lead us. So, I mean, what an incredible thing, you know, as Christians that we have, that we have Jesus Christ that does so much for us, and yet we fail him daily. And that's why it's important. That's why it's imperative that we grow in full maturity in Jesus Christ, that we're constantly walking with him, talking with him, and, and trying to, to change for the better, uh, because we should be completely devoted to Jesus uh, like in no other way, uh, that we're devoted to him because of what he has done and is doing now in our lives. We owe Jesus such a great debt. And if you truly love somebody, you just want to have, you want to be around them all the time. You know, you see, you know, like my daughter's dating right now and something that's hard for her old daddy to get used to. I know it's a part of life and, and that's just uh, part of growing up. It's something I have to swallow. I like to to keep her as little as long as I can, but I'm not talking about her specifically, but teens in general, or even adults, when they're first in love, they can't get enough of each other. Oh, I love you, I miss you, and writing letters and text messages, and oh, I just wonder what they're doing today. You know, okay, but, you know, and so they're just immersed into that person. Well, how much more so should we be immersed in the things of Jesus Christ because of what he has done for us and is doing for us, and, and that he sends that helper, that Holy Spirit, to be with us? And despite all these things that Christ has done for us, he still, on top of that, as a loving father, still is there to pick us up when we fall, to keep an eye on us, to watch over us, to comfort us, and to help us each and every day. You know, and that's one thing we're talking about our kids being little. As a daddy, you know, you watch them because they, they can try to go walk on their own. They can go play on their own, but I'm always there watching. Make sure they're okay. Make sure nobody's harming them. How much more of someone who is wicked, uh, that, uh, that how much more can Jesus Christ love us?
that is perfect and, and wonderful and loving. And so let's take great faith and great joy in that. And let us praise God for sending his Holy Spirit uh, and to be used in so many ways and that he gave us the the inspired, God-breathed, that holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God to guide us each and every day. So pray, you know, the, how do we? How do you receive the Holy Spirit, somebody may ask? You receive it the moment that you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. That's when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and fills you and sustains you. So let us take great faith, great joy in God's great work and, uh, and that he guides us each and every day. So pray today, Lord, how can I be used for your glory? Uh, how can I show someone else your love? How can I have the Holy Spirit use me this day. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, thank you for your great love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit uh, to be in our lives, uh, to show us the way, and to convict us of sin, to show us the truth. Uh, Lord, let us pray for that discernment and wisdom each and every day. And let's be used mightily for your glory. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God, which will protect us this day. Be with our children, parents, bus drivers, and teachers. Let them get to school and back safely without any problems or complications. Uh, be with all those traveling to work, those who are on fall break this week. You know, keep those safe that are uh, doing some last-minute vacationing. Be with our first responders, our police officers. Lord, let our police officers know that they are loved, needed, and appreciated. They receive so much hate from so many people. And Lord, uh, that is a high calling uh, from you for someone to choose this kind of profession and let them know that they are loved. Likewise with our active military, be with this nation, touch hearts and minds like never before. They'll come to know you before it's too late. Be with our president, give him wisdom, knowledge, discernment. Let him seek you for all things and protect him and his family. Lord, we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friends, I know that there's a lot of uh, people each day who send messages uh, needing prayer uh, and, uh, and posting on social media uh, in need of prayer. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember all those, but God knows those hearts and minds. So if you see those prayer requests, be sure to take a little moment out of your day and when those pop up and pray for those concerns that, uh, that people are sharing. Uh, and as always, if uh, you want to share these devotions, one about friends or family who you think would be uh, would like to benefit from these, uh, then go to at DocYoung77S on Facebook. Or if they don't do Facebook, I do Twitter uh, at Dr. Matthias Young. These videos are also shared on there as well. And Lord willing, this Thursday, 4 o'clock, uh, on the Apple podcast, the Doc Young Chronicles, uh, there's no cost. It's free. Uh, I will be talking to Ms. Carrie Astrup, and uh, we'll also, at the, simultaneously, I will stream live on YouTube. And I really look, look forward to this uh, interview, uh, for her to share her story and her passion uh, to uh, and her fight to get uh, better school uh, for our children. And, uh, and so I'm anxious to hear what she has to say on that as well. And uh, if always, if you want to watch any past sermons, you can go to flbconline.com. And those sermons are also uploaded onto the Apple Podcast as well, and you can listen there. So hope everybody has a blessed day, a wonderful day. And remember, as I always say, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it's going to be. May God bless, and thanks for watching. <music>